Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Sex Talk with Zivi and Tracy, co-hosted by me, Zivi Owens, and Tracy Cox, who is the author of 17 books and an international sex expert. We are the duo behind the TikTok viral sensation account called With Zivi and Tracy, and you should definitely listen to this podcast in which I ask Tracy three anonymously sourced questions each episode, which you can also enter at www.sextalkwithzivianttracy.com and it's sextalk, S-E-X-T-O-K, to reflect our TikTok viral success. I hope you enjoy. Enter your questions on our website. Listen up, send it to friends, and please rate and review our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy. Hi, Tracy. Welcome back. Our 2022 issue of Sex Talk Season 2. Yes, and we're really looking forward to it. Though we and also hoping that 2022 is going to be a little bit better than 2021. Though 2021 was the year that we started our podcast, so it wasn't all bad, was it? I think 2021 was better than 2020. So as long as we yep. keep going up, <laughs> right, <laughs> and moving in the right direction, exactly. Oh we just need God. to keep the graph going up. Oh my gosh! Well, uh, I hope you had a very happy new year, and I'm excited to be doing the podcast with you again this year. For loyal listeners, we will be doing new episodes all of season two, which will last until about May, and then we will take a little break and come back with a fabulous season three. So stay yes. stay on the journey with us. By the way, one of the authors I had on my Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books podcast this week told me that he listens to sex talk every day in the car. And he's a <laughs> Harvard-trained psychiatrist. And he's oh like, my so, God. yeah. So how fantastic is that? Oh, that makes me nervous. Oh, how fabulous. That's I know. I, said, I, I was like, I'll tell Tracy right away. So, <laughs> <laughs> And the other person that listens to it all the time is my niece, Maddie. Who's oh, boy. <laughs> fabulous, fabulous girl in the world. And that makes me, so we must be cool. If she's listening, Zibby, we must be very cool. Amazing. I love it. Well, God, we're totally I can't cool. believe that. Wow. Yeah, That's a I know. good thing. Yeah, nice perfect. way to start the year. <laughs> okay, question number one, and we'll follow the same format, three questions that are anonymously sourced. Anybody can enter a question on sextalkpod.com. That's S-E-X-T-O-K-P-O-D.com. We did that because at the beginning we were a viral sensation until TikTok blocked us because we're too hurt. Our explicit content, which is really not explicit at all, but whatever. So these are the three that came in from the website, and Tracy will answer, and then she'll do a little piece of advice at the end. Okay, question number one. I take a drama class, and one of the unattached women in the group has fallen for me. I have a partner who I love and will never leave, and my friend knows it. But there's a sexual attraction between us and genuine caring, which has been going on for a few years. We've never kissed and meet for a chat once every three months, pandemic allowing. Am I being unfair to her to see her knowing she has fallen for me with no prospect of anything really happening? I want to do the right thing by her. Well, I don't know what you think, but my overriding thing from this is like, wow. I mean, it's a very nicely worded question, but I think it, it is 
unashamedly having your cake and eating it too, isn't he? really. Because, I mean, he's the one that's benefiting the most from this. He's in a lovely, stable relationship. He loves his partner. So he's got all the security and stability of a long-term relationship. But what do long-term relationships lack? They lack excitement. They lack flirtation. They lack the ego boost that you get from flirting, which is what he's getting from these meetings with this friend. And all without risking his relationship at all. So I think the question isn't so much, how can I do the right thing by my friend? It's, is it okay for me to keep on enjoying this? I get a sense that it's very much that. The answer to that is, look, some flirtations are very harmless. They're just a bit of innocent banter. And I think they'll probably do you the world of good. But this one worries me because... There is sexual attraction, there's genuine caring, and you've got history. I mean, you've been seeing each other for years and these infrequent meetings, you know, three times a year, I wonder how much you both look forward to them. You've obviously had the conversation because you say your friend knows that you'll never leave your partner, but I would really like to know how that conversation went and whether you just left the door open a tinsy, wincy little bit, like, you know, this is how I feel, but you know, you never can tell what happens in the future, all that sort of stuff, right? And what needs to be said, if you are going to be fair to your friend, is you need to say to her, next time you meet up, look, you know, how are you going? Have you met anyone new? Because I just want to make it really clear, we get on really well, but as I said, if you did say, all I can really offer you is friendship, and I hope that you, I'm very clear on that. I hope you understand that. Now, if she then turns around and says, absolutely, I just love your company, then great. You know, you won't be the first people to have a friendship where it's mutual admiration. You can have a bit of fun and relax into it. But I do think that when you do this conversation, the body language needs to match the chat. Because if you're saying to her, look, nothing can ever come of this, but you're doing those what they call elevator eyes, where they're going up and down and looking her over or being flirtatious, that's when your body says one thing and your mouth says another, people know you don't really mean it. So I wonder if this is what's going on there. Plus, don't you think the person who I think seems to have been forgotten about all in all of this is your partner? I mean, does she know that you meet this woman three times a year? And does she know that she's fallen for you? I mean, I wouldn't be too happy waving off my husband no. to somebody who's fallen from them and, and they have this lovely little, you know, I mean, relationship. I mean, I think, quite frankly, the person that you might want to be thinking about doing the right thing by is your wife or your partner, wife or girlfriend or whoever, she, whatever she is. Yeah, I would I would not want to send my husband out and be like, okay, this new girl, he knows that this girl is madly in love with him. I'd, no. I also think, I mean, he could, it's also, it's sort of the girl's responsibility too, right? She should really put some boundaries too, right? It's not, it's not going anywhere. So she should, I mean, he can't control that, but he might want to say to her, like, I'm not sure this is such a good idea for you, even though it's mm. fun. You know, I care about you and I want you to be happy, but I don't think knowing that this isn't going anywhere, we probably just shouldn't hang out. Yeah. Unless she has it into perspectives, unless she has, has accepts that, you know, all right, if this guy was single, then I would run off with him in an instant, but he's not, and I accept that. And it's quite nice to be with somebody who, you know, if she can put it in a box and compartmentalise, then it's probably okay. But I don't know. The way the question was worded, and I have cut the question considerably, it, I got the impression that she felt quite vulnerable and she hadn't yeah. given up hope. That was the way. Did you yes. think that was yes. the original yes. question? Yes, I think yeah. she has not given up hope. And 
I know. Even, so sometimes, it's even when fair, somebody yeah. doesn't really, isn't that into you, sometimes you just want to be around them. I mean, it's so sad. Mm. Oh, no. anyway. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, it is sad. But so probably you're right. Yeah, probably the right thing to do would be to gradually ease back yeah. from this friendship. I think so. I think maybe take a different drama class is probably my main advice. I would take a different class. <laughs> yeah. Yes, true, true. Okay. Interesting, a man in a drama class, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. There are lots of classes out there, dude. Yeah, there are. There are. There are. Right. Like, all right, question number two. I'm a 28-year-old healthy female, but have some issues with desire. I've read that taking Viagra makes sex feel better for women. Is this true, and would you recommend women take it? Right. Now, we get lots of questions about this, about women and Viagra. Going back originally, though, to the low desire thing, do you know one third of young and middle-aged women and one half of older women suffer from female sexual dysfunction, FSD, which is just a hell of a lot of women. Now, this means that you either have low desire, you have pain on intercourse, or you have problems with orgasms, with having an orgasm. Now, that's a lot of women, isn't it? That is a lot of women, yes. which I find really depressing. But Viagra probably is not going to be the answer. Now, they don't know this for sure, but it's just probably not going to be. And I'll tell you why. First of all, I have to say it's licensed only for men and it's only been proved, it hasn't been proved safe or effective for women. So absolutely not condoned by the people who make Viagra that women should take it. There is anecdotal evidence that it increases sexual pleasure. Certainly when it first came out, I know lots of women who ran off and did it. And it was quite funny because everyone came back and went, oh, it was amazing. It was so amazing. But no one ever did it twice. (laughs) (laughs) You think, yeah, sure, it was amazing. I was too scared to try it. I'm a bit of a wimp like that. But anyway, it's kind of logical that it would work because what it does for men is it increases blood flow to the penis. So if it did the same thing and increased blood flow to the genitals, which is what happens when you naturally get aroused, all the blood pumps to the erectile tissue and everything pumps up, it becomes more sensitive, it starts lubricating and it makes orgasm easier. So if it did this job, then in those senses, it might work, right? But what it, there's no evidence for this though. So logically it works, but they've done, I mean, believe me, the people who make Viagra really want this to be the drug for women. And whoever comes up with a pill for low desire will be the richest person on the planet I swear <laughs> to god they will be the ri- even more so than Viagra they will be the richest person on the planet so but this isn't going to help this particular woman because Viagra won't increase your desire for sex because your desire for sex starts in the brain it doesn't start in the genitals so even if Viagra was great for all these other things it's not going to help with low desire now do you remember Zippy a drug called Addy no, I did not. It's called, it's serin. Now, I did. I, I was very interested in all this because it was meant to be the pill that was going to cure low desire in women. Now, they called it women's Viagra, which, which is wrong because it didn't act on the genitals, it acted on the brain. And they got amazing results, but the side effects were just awful. People were vomiting, fainting. What? You know, it was just, and it was really sad. And then it's just gone away again. So they try, they almost got it right. But as far as I, I they, no one ever talks about it anymore. So I don't think that drug ever turned out to be terribly successful. So as much as we'd love to solve low desire with a pill, at this point, we're probably not going to be able to. So other reasons why you might have low desire, you might have a naturally low libido because it is genetic. 
do. If your mum and your dad had a low libido, chances are you did too. Life events obviously affected things like illness, pregnancy, you know, parenting, stress, age, weight gain is a big one, depression, if you're unhappy in your relationship. But for a 28-year-old, I would say the most likely thing is not knowing what arouses you or ineffective technique. And so head over to my website, which is Tracy, I'm sorry, just tracycox.com, T-R-A-C-E-Y-C-O-X.com. Lots of stuff on there on how to rouse yourself. Make sure that you're masturbating so you know what feels good. Then you teach that technique to your partner and use a vibrator. Just learn what feels good, what these sort of signposts are that show that your body's becoming aroused. And the other most important thing is that maybe you just aren't giving it enough time because some women could get aroused really quickly. Other women take lots of time. So it could be that you're just not having enough foreplay. But yeah, Viagra is not going to be your answer anyway. Even if it does work for the other stuff, it's not going to help with low desire, sadly. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> Let's try and invent that pill, Zibby. We'll okay. Just, In my spare time, ridiculous. I'll solve that problem. Mm. Okay. You too. If you wouldn't mind. Sure. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question three. Please help. I'm a straight man in my early 20s and still a virgin, even though I'm okay looking and have lots of friends. I haven't yet had a proper relationship. I don't have a problem attracting women, but I don't ever seem to get past the foreplay stage and then things just fizzle out. What am I doing wrong? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Do you know, I was thinking about, I when I was in my mid-20s, I met this guy who was super good looking. We went out for dinner and, I, and it was when AIDS was really, really big in Sydney and I was working at Cosmopolitan magazine. I was really intent on everybody getting tested. It was my big sort of thing, my big campaign. So here we are out to dinner and I'm saying to him, well, you know, every single person in the world should get tested for this, blah, blah, blah. And he said, well, I don't need a test. And I just launched into this like, well, how do you, you know, why do you think that you're not going to get it? Blah, 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 like poor guy. And he said, well, because I've never had sex. And honestly, I think I nearly choked on whatever I was eating. He's about 25, so good looking, very confident, socially, you know, happy, you know, gregarious. Not anything of him spoke awkward or said awkward or anything like that. It was really weird. And I just remember thinking, wow, you know, 
This is, and so I said, so why? You know, and he said, look, I just missed the moment. And now I figured, you know, if I'm going to do it now, I might as well just wait until the person I do it with is somebody that I really feel something for, which I have to say was not music to my ears at all, because I was like super ambitious. I didn't want to settle down with anyone. I was like, oh my God, I feel like I'm going to have to marry this guy if I have sex with him now. So I, I literally just said, look, I think I might not be the person for you. Um, I think we went out for a few more dates after that, but I just couldn't, couldn't accept the responsibility of it. But about four months after that, I saw him walking through the market, looking out of this world fantastic, with a woman who was even better looking than him, and they were snogging and kissing, and it was so obvious that they were having the best sex ever. So I just thought, oh my God, it's so interesting, isn't it? So he, he you know, literally two seconds probably after he'd been with me, he met this girl and, and it had all just fallen into place and they looked so happy. And and from that whole story, I just thought, everybody thinks that male virgins or, you know, female virgins of that moment are, are, you know, socially awkward, that they're not good looking, that they're not confident. And it's not true. And I'll tell you why else it's not true now is that, you know, we've had two years of COVID. Lots of young adults can have added on two years into their time they would have lost their virginity, you know, and those early 20s are when you do, that's when you're out partying, when you're drinking too much, when you're experimenting with drugs, when you're at uni, you know, all those situations where other people lost their virginity, you're not having. So there's no shame in it anymore. The other thing is that we're losing our virginity later anyway, even pre-pandemic. I mean, Generation Z, which is around about 18 to 22, I think, 30% of them have never had sex, right? People born in the 1980s and 1990s are more likely to have had zero partners by the age of 18 than any other generation. I mean, that's just ridiculous. I mean, the other thing is, which, which I find, is the definition of virginity, you would think, it's, it's just so old-fashioned. It refers to penis and vagina sex. Well, if you're LGBTQ, you're never going to have that anyway, or you might not have that right. anyway. And oral sex, for most people, is the most intense experience. I think the first time you have an orgasm through oral sex with your partner is more of a watershed moment than intercourse. But it's so interesting that that never gets a look in. But going back specifically to the question, though, I wonder whether it says something really nice about the guy who wrote in. Because to me, I wonder whether he's waiting for a clear signal of consent. And because it's never going any further. So he gets to foreplay, it fizzles out. Could it be that he's waiting for her to say, yeah, okay, I'm cool with you taking this further? Well, however modern we are, women tend to, especially younger women, still tend to wait for the man to make the move to, to take it further. They're rarely the ones who say, hey, I'm really enjoying this. Can we have intercourse now? And I think young women, young people are very, very cautious of the consent thing because they have to be. So if you are in this situation and you're waiting for her to say, come on, let's go further, I think you'd be waiting a long time or you need to date particularly confident, gregarious girls. But otherwise, I think next time, maybe say, hey, you know, I'm really turned on by you. You're so sexy. You know, how do you feel about taking it on to full sex? Are you happy with that? And as I always say, you don't want some like mumble, yeah, you want hell yeah. You want enthusiastic consent with it all. The other thing I wonder is with the timings, because you say it only ever gets to foreplay. Is this only ever one night experiences? Because the first night, most women don't want to go on to full sex. I mean, some women do, much more than they ever did. But 
I mean, so it's kind of normal that you only do foreplay if you're only talking the first night. So I would say give it time. Don't rush it. You're probably now going to lose it within a relationship, I would say. And also remember, this is your secret, right? You're under no obligation to tell the person that you've never had sex before or or what age you lost your virginity. No one asked that, by the way past a certain age. No one's ever asked me past it. I mean, it's just a question you don't ask unless it's just out of curiosity when you first get with someone. So it's your secret. The other thing you could do is do what the guy did with me and own it and be proud of it. You know, there's that version. So, but there's no shame. Lose the shame. There are so many people in your situation at the moment because of this bastard pandemic. <laughs> I think he also just has not read, met the right person yet. Yeah. I mean, I think he just needs to keep getting out there and... You know, he'll he'll find the right person and then it won't be an issue. That's what I think. Right? Yeah, that's exactly what happens. But but as you know, in this situation, like when you, it's all well and good for people to say, don't worry, you'll find love. Don't I know, worry. I know. As I sit here but, married, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, but I honestly do think that COVID has affected this and it's made everybody very feel really self-conscious about it all. But you're not the only one in this boat. There are loads of people in this boat. And so don't read too much into it at all. Love it. Okay, do you have a sex tip for us or what were we doing? Sex tip of the week or did you move on challenge, to sex challenge? Sex challenge of the week. Okay, sex challenge yes. of the week. All right, so the sex challenge of the week, actually it's not even the week, it's forever. Okay. <laughs> You're never allowed to give oral sex to your partner lying in bed and doing it sideways across the bed. It is the least effective way to give anyone oral sex right? You're picturing this in your head? You mean you know on your sides or? Si- yeah, all right. So say say the guy's lying back and you go sideways across the bed. You're making like an L sex. shape? Yeah, making like an L shape. That's, okay. the, that's the way that most people do oral sex when they're lying in bed. And for men, it is, you know, usually straight between the legs, right? These are the least effective ways to give people oral sex. Better for her, not so good for him. So be a little bit more creative, please. So drop to your knees and play the submissive. I think men absolutely love that. Or sit on the side of the bed while he stands in front of you. This is a really practical, good way to do it because you've got great access to everything, to his testicles, to his perineum. Very comfortable for both of you. Or if you stand behind him and put your hands around and then he can watch in a mirror, that's a very sexy way to do it. For him giving it to her or two women doing it, you can put your legs over their shoulders, which is a really good access position and quite sexy because you can see everything that's going on. Or you can pull your legs up to your chest while you're lying on your back. That's That gives quite an intense feeling. Also, try you on all fours and then he sort of like slides himself in underneath. That's quite a good primal position to try. And another great power position is if you stand with your legs apart, leaning back against a wall and he's on his knees in front of you. How about that? But anything, but just being lazy and doing it while you're lying in bed, please ban that. Okay. <laughs> bit graphic for you then understood all right well <laughs> moving on <laughs> all right amazing tracy thank you for all of this fun conversation and advice and to the three people who wrote in these questions i hope that our answers have helped and feel free to write back in and, and comment yeah yes. and keep listening every week we'll be coming back with some new questions and feel free to submit yours at sextalkpod.com and if you love our show please give it a rating review it a star five stars whatever you can and and spread the word we'd love more people to 
benefit from, you know, Tracy's expert advice over here. So (laughs) thank you. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Sex Talk with Zivi and Tracy. If you want more from Tracy, she has a column on Moms Don't Have Time to Write on Medium. So check that out too. Thanks again. 